Welcome out to Peak Happy Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, a Pokemon anime podcast attempting to do every episode of the series in order, except when we completely mess up the numbering. I Last week we did number 49, and I don't know how I missed number 48. I mean, there was a recurring character. Someone ascends from mere character of the day. Of course I'd want to be there for that. So out of order it may be, we are going back and we are going to cover episode 48 of Advanced Generation, Zigzag Zangoose. And just remember in the back of our minds that it actually takes place before the episode we just covered, Maxed Out. But before we get into that episode, a quick word from our sponsor... Poke Press is covering the fans' journey through Pokemon through their videos on YouTube and their blog, pokepress.blogspot.com. They've got interviews with people from all corners of the Pokemon fandom, including a lovely, lovely Vaporeon cosplay. Goodness, that's gorgeous. They have interviews with professional musicians who have worked on Pokemon music and musicians who have worked on uh, fan covers of Pokemon music. Most recently, Simon Loveridge, who, who does a cover of the SN theme on his guitar. Steven does unboxing videos of various Pokemon CDs and pre-release events. Talking about the cards and what's included in the pack and, and the people who play them. And with so many competitive Pokemon events going on right about now and, you know, a movie just dropped in Japan and all the like... There's a lot of content on PokePress, so go on over to PokePress on YouTube or their website, pokepress.blogspot.com, and check that out. And as always, I'll have links to all that on my blog page, and I'll give you that info at the end of the episode. Let's get right into our correction episode number 48, Zigzag Zangoose. The kids are walking down the road when they see a Zangoose run past them. It appears to be looking for something, and as it pauses to search, Ash gives it a glance with the Pokedex. And then another Zangoose walks up, this one much larger, and walking on two feet. And then it starts speaking human. It's Nikolai! Remember that guy? <laughs> the Knickerbocker? <laughs> Loves shorts and dressing up like his Pokemon? Didn't think he warranted a second appearance, did you? According to the narrator, he is officially a youngster, if that wasn't apparent by him liking shorts and thinking they were easy to wear. He's been around training Pokemon. He stopped by Petalburg City earlier and met Norman and Caroline, uh, May and Max's parents, and then battled for a badge. And despite his confidence and audacity, he did not win. But Norman was such a great trainer that he's sure he'll soon be among the ranks of short-wearing people's... Me and Max are glad their dad's doing well, but this is kind of weird. Brock changes the topic before people get too riled up. He asks about Nikolai's training, and yeah, he's out here trying to get battle experience. And Ash is always willing to provide some of that. So a two-on-two battle begins. Nikolai leads with Marsh Stomp, uh, proving his Mudkip evolved, and that he's still got it when it comes to Pokemon cosplay. Ash sends out Trico, and the two have a good little battle, dodging and firing, and eventually Marshtop hits Trico with Mudshot, but Trico's Bullet Seed does more damage when it hits, and then Pound Attack finishes off Marshtop, so good job, Ash. While this is going on, Team Rocket is plotting from the bushes, and my gosh, they're actually going for stealth this time! Jesse's gonna have Sviper just slither in there, grab Pikachu when the twerp's not looking, and then slither back. 
And I love how Jesse explains this to Seviper, and and Seviper responds in this conspiratorial whisper, like, Seviper! (laughs) It just tickles me. So on the field, Nikolai has changed into a Zangoose. He tells the real Zangoose to use Swords Dance, but the Pokemon stops midway and is like, I sense a disturbance in the force. Later, guys. And it runs off. As it turns out, Zangoose, looking so like a mongoose in our real world, has a similar hatred of snakes. And it locks in on Jesse's Seviper and is like, prepare to die, infidel. Seviper is on the same wavelength, mortal enemies. Meanwhile, Ash is like, why are you stalking me from the bushes? Don't pretend you're not up to something. There's no point lying, so Team Rocket does the motto. They only make it partway. The fighting Pokemon interrupt them. No one's going to interfere with this ages-old battle, and when Meowth tries, also calling Seviper an overgrown Caterpie, it whacks Team Rocket away, and they all go rolling down the hill into the river. Fighting's uh, not so great, but way to stand up for yourself, Seviper. Seviper manages to wrap Zangoose, but then Zangoose bites it, and that is a great face. And the two go rolling down the hill, just like Team Rocket before them still trying to fight, even though the river's carrying them downstream. Uh, Seviper can swim, so does a bit better with that. So Ash sends out Corfish to even the odds. Corfish uses Bubble Beam on Seviper, then dives in all Baywatch-style to rescue Zangoose. They haul Zangoose back to camp. It's not looking so great, and they give it some medicine. With that and some rest, it should be better soon, But it's not ready to give up on fighting Seviper, so Nikolai vows to learn all he can about battling Seviper in order to help his friend not die next time. Nash is like, I see that thing every day, I shall teach you all I know. And I'll do it in cosplay. Nikolai dresses up as a Zangoose, Ash dresses up as Seviper, and they fight. Max isn't sure how much this is helping, like... The Pokemon aren't getting experience, much as the trainers seem to be having fun. But Brock tells him that trainers and Pokemon work together as one, so anything Nikolai learns from Ash right now will only help Zangoose later. And props to Ash for recognizing what Seviper's strengths are, despite, you know, beating it so easily every day. Like, he's more observant than a lot of people give him credit for, and, and I think in the right environment, Ash is really a good teacher. Like, there are definite skills to being a teacher that Ash doesn't have. Like, there's a lot of times they've stuck him in front of a class and he's totally fallen on his face. But there is a part of Ash that is just born to mentor and to share information and to teach. So it's nice to see that side of him getting a little play in this episode. Uh, Where things take a turn in this mock battle is when Skitty lets itself out of its Pokeball and starts trying to play with Ash the Seviper, and that cool competitor act breaks down. Now they're all being terrorized by a kitty cat. Meanwhile, Team Rocket also fishes themselves out of the stream. Seviper reunites with them and won't take any backtalk from the group about how it messed up the plan. (laughs) Seviper, yes. It still wants to go after Zangoose, and Jesse's like, I know how you feel, buddy. I also have an eternal rivalry with Cassidy. I would shred her with my bare hands if given the chance. Let's find Zangoose. I support you. And James and Meowth are a bit concerned. But knowing how things go next episode with her hair, maybe it's not so surprising that her her first answer is rage. 
So they find the twerps who have been being chased around by Skitty. Zangoose isn't recovered yet, but Instinct sends it running after Seviper. And Seviper is easy to find. Jesse's given it a microphone and some speakers. It's broadcasting its battle cry to lure Zangoose to it. Like, just follow the sound. In the background, James, Meowth, and Wobbuffet are still trying to salvage the original plan of swiping Pikachu while everyone's distracted, but Jesse full-on supports this battle. So when Zangoose runs out of the bushes and all the humans behind it, they get started, battle begins, and James and Meowth uh, capture Pikachu while that's going on with their go-go gadget hand. So there's a lot to focus on, and like it's kind of a criticism, I, I I definitely think there's a lot happening and the cuts are not always helpful to keeping things straight. But at the same time, like, there is a, a kind of almost Canto-esque chaos to this episode that I also quite like. So I'm a little bit torn on how I feel about it. Anyway, Pikachu's thunder can't break the cage it's in, and Ash can't get to him because of the crazy Zangoose-Seviper rivalry in front of him. There's just teeth everywhere. But to Ash's advantage, this is the one time Jessie is going to take her trainer duties seriously. She's like, so Viper is my partner, and I will stay here and support it even if we finally caught Pikachu for once. So the team is divided. James and Meowth run off, but it's just the two of them. Jessie's still here fighting, and so Ash and all his friends chase after them. Even if you just count the humans, like, they outnumber James and all of his Pokemon, so... Shouldn't have too much trouble. Meanwhile, Nikolai has just told Jesse he can't be beaten by a skirt-wearing girl. Oh, Jesse, destroy him. So, along the road, Ash is catching up and Cacnea has trouble focusing on, on the goal. So, Meowth decides to pull out the Team Rocket motto and let's get some morale in here. He's gonna play the part of Jesse. And James is like, what? You're throwing me off, man. But they do finish and do it better than James expected. However, their motto was not as arresting as it usually is. I mean, they finish and find that Ash is not listening with barely masked irritation. No, he's moving, like sprinting, charging at them, like, give me back my Pikachu. Cacnea uses Sandstorm to deal with Ash, but it actually makes their problems worse. Sandstorm lifts Ash into the air, and he falls directly onto Team Rocket, and knocks the cage holding Pikachu out of their grip. The cage goes flying. All the way back to the Pokemon battle. Don't question it. With Seviper and Zangoose, uh, um, you know, the training with Ash has helped. Nikolai can keep Zangoose out of range of both Seviper's fangs and tail. He knows he's got to watch out for those two things. However, that's so tiring. That's all Seviper is. So it's kind of a relief when this cage just falls from the sky and puts a hold on everything. And when all the characters not in a Pokemon battle run up and then dogpile each other in a six-way fist fight, it's just... My gosh. It ends with all of them in a heap with May sitting on top and Wobbuffet walking away with Pikachu. Just, you are all off your game today, guys. Everyone chases Wobbuffet, who zigzags across the field like a gazelle, and they just can't catch it. And it occurs to Nikolai that Skitty did the same thing earlier, and maybe his Zangoose could do the same thing to Seviper and win this battle. Meanwhile, Jesse is like, I can't concentrate, everyone. Stop running. Team Rocket stops, and that gives Ash a chance to grab his best friend back. 
Well, Ash has freed Pikachu, and in the battle, Zangoose is dodging and tiring out Saviper. And then finally gets in a hit with Crush Claw, and that ends Saviper. So, yay, good guys win. And despite their loss, Jessie gives Saviper a lot of praise. I think she actually enjoyed being a supportive trainer. But of course, the boys on her team have to remind her that they're villains first, and they send Cacnea out to cover the area in Poison Sting. We can't leave unless we steal something. Ash sends them blasting off with Pikachu's Thunderbolt, and they can all heap praise on Nikolai and Zangoose and finish the battle between Ash and Nikolai that got interrupted. We don't see who wins, although we do see Nikolai is using Zigzagoon this time, not Zangoose. Give that guy a rest. Um, but both sides have learned a few new techniques over the episode, so it's going to be a good match regardless. It's always kind of amazing to me that Nikolai is as good as he is, because he's just so... It's kind of It kind of reminds me of Cameron, the rival from Best Wishes, who like... You meet him, and he's so off the wall, and he's so brash and arrogant that you're like, that guy can't be better than Ash. Like, he's the sort of character that plot almost dictates he's got to get beaten down at some point. Like, there's no way he can actually win things. But no, despite Nikolai being, like, several light bulbs short of a chandelier, I would say he is almost, if not completely, on an equal playing field with Ash. Like, it's really kind of surprising. I guess it's a lesson you can't judge people, but... <laughs> it's anyone's guess how this battle is going to end. But yeah, if... You know, I wasn't doing this show and, you know, the idea being I'll do every single episode ever. I think this is one I wouldn't have minded skipping. Like, it is pure filler and not in the fun way. Like, I really had to struggle to find any new, you know, tangents or insight into the Pokemon world offered by this, other than, like, the Saviper-Zangoose rivalry, like, the two of them being mortal enemies. Like, that's kind of new information, I guess. But I don't feel like the battle technique that they learned because of it is especially groundbreaking. And like I said, there's a whole lot of stuff going on that we have to cut back and forth to, where it almost gets annoying at points. Although I do think it's a, a strength of this episode that, you know, the two plots and the two perspectives, at least they connect. Like, what's happening with Ash and James affects the battle between uh, Jesse and Nikolai. So that's that's interesting. And there is some good comedy in here. Like, Saviper, goodness, it is the star of this episode. And, like, little random things like the, the six-way dogpile fight and, and stuff. There is some real, like, genuine comedy, but I feel like it's almost caged in, like, by the plot. Like, you know how some filler episodes are completely pointless, but they're hilarious. Like, there's just room for all the jokes to breathe and, and you know, you just have a good time from start to finish. This feels a little bit like it was trying too hard to have a structured plot and and do something important that the jokes and the comedy good as they were kind of felt like they were coming in from left field like like i love the idea of the cage that is holding pikachu getting knocked from the one battle all the way into the other battle but it's like we'd been so focused on the slightly logical nature of the plot of like this happens and then this happens and then this happens that suddenly having that looney tunes-esque like 
free-flowing, crazy idea of this cage just flying, like, a thousand feet. Like, there was no way physics supported that action <laughs> into the other battle. Like, just didn't seem to make sense to me. I don't know. I'm being really critical about a very small episode in the franchise. I think I'm just bitter that I missed it the first time around and have to go back. But I have no one to blame for that but myself. Anyway, next time we will be in order, I swear, with episode 50. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Um, you can find PKP Podcast um, on Facebook and Twitter at pcappypodcast.blogspot.com at iTunes. You can also send an email to pcappypodcast at gmail.com. But most of all, thank you for listening, and I will talk to you all next time. This has been PCAPI Podcast. Gotta catch them all. Pikachu!